or someone is a slave as they find themselves poorly treating their body with their diet or exercise, or someone is a slave as they find they cannot do what they want but can only follow the sinful heart. The Apostle Paul has to say in Romans 8, who will rescue me from this body of death? And that's what our slavery ultimately leads to. It leads to condemnation for sin. And because we are slaves, we have, like the conquered enemies of the Roman army, we have been conquered by the devil and we are sold into slavery with him. And we remain slaves with a debt we could never pay off. But by the gospel, by his cleansing, he has set you free. A son belongs to the family forever. This message is from Rock of Ages Lutheran Church in Payson, Arizona. Ancient Faith for Today's World. October 30th, 2022. John 8, verses 31 through 36. There are a lot of different ideas about what freedom is. People will clamor for freedom as it's the, the right to do what you want. Or maybe they'll, they'll, they'll be the type of person that says, I, I'm truly free when I get to get out there and enjoy the pines and the trees and just escape it all. Freedom from work. So others are striving for political freedom. The, the idea that they have their rights and their abilities and, and they're satisfied with that is a definition of freedom. But what Jesus reveals is we, we really are not free until we have what, what he gives us. That's what we celebrate this Reformation Day as we look at the words of our God in John 8. As Jesus speaks to the crowds and to his disciples, he defines for us how and what freedom truly is. As he says, you'll know the truth, and the truth sets you free. Jesus was speaking, it says, to the Jews who believed him, he was also among those who did not believe him. In fact, what we see is right before this and right after this, they're, they're plotting to kill him and want to put him to death. So this is both a, a hostile crowd and those who need encouragement. In order to encourage his believers, he, he says to those who had faith in him, if you hold to my teaching, you are really my disciples. He's defining what it means to, to follow Jesus. Sure, you, you could be amazed at the miracles Jesus did. Or you could say, Jesus is certainly a good man who helps a lot of people, and I want to be like him. And maybe a Christian today might think that that's what makes you a Christian. You follow Christ as a good person. Or maybe you, you follow Christ as you belong to some group. But no, Jesus makes it clear. What makes us disciples of Christ is his word. Um, actually, it says here, if you hold to my teaching, the, the Greek more literally reads, if you remain in my teaching. As Jesus says elsewhere, remain in me, remain in my word. That is to have the word of God as your source of strength and life. To hold to or to remain in that word means to listen to it, to rely on it, to trust it. And Jesus adds, then, then you will know the truth. And the truth will set you free. Now at this point, some of the, the enemies of Christ struggled with the idea of what it meant to be free, as we will sometimes struggle. They said, we are Abraham's descendants. We've never been slaves of anyone. How can you say that we shall be set free? 
First of all, I think they're forgetting what happened to Abraham's descendants who were enslaved. But they're saying that even though they're oppressed by the Romans, even though they're held down by another nation, they're not controlled by anyone else. They're free to determine their own destiny. I think that's what we like to think. We're not slaves to anyone. We have their own right to determine our future. And we think that if we can determine our path, then then we'll really be free. But Jesus slips that around. Self-determination and thinking that we're free is actually slavery. He says, Very truly, I tell you, anyone who sins is a slave to sin. Take a moment to digest that thought. Are you a sinner? Have you ever sinned? Jesus is saying that that sin is your master. Someone might claim that they're free as they follow their own desires and their own wills. But Jesus says, no, it's their own desires, their sinful heart that has enslaved them. Or as we read on in this chapter, he calls these sinners children of the devil. They are slaves to their own sinful desires, stuck in that slavery, and also slaves to the whims and will of the devil, who has led them into slavery. You know, we certainly have a connotation, I think, in our time and culture, what slavery means. In Jesus' time and in the ancient world, it it had a lot of different meanings. A slave could have been someone who was paying off a debt. They could have been working under another person and had the ability to purchase property. They had a degree of freedom as they worked their way to pay off their debt. Others in Jesus' time could also be slaves who were victims that were conquered by the Roman army and sold as prisoners of war. Those types of slaves were those who really didn't have very many rights. They were sometimes branded like cattle and a price was put on them when they ran away. And they were treated as those who were not free in the least respect. doesn't matter what type of slavery Jesus refers to here. He says, you are slaves and you remain slaves if you remain in sin. Where do you struggle with sin? Where does it enslave you? This is a a hard-hitting law here. When there's something that you cannot stop doing. Like Paul, you say, the good that I want to do, I don't do. No, the the evil I keep on doing. For some, that is an addiction. Maybe a person is a, a slave to something that's mastered them, so they have to keep having it. Maybe some that that slavery is not so evident as they find themselves losing their temper, temper and they find themselves bursting out in anger against those they love. They want to stop, but there they find themselves doing it again. And they're covered in guilt and wondering, why did I do that again? How did I ruin this once more? Or someone is a slave as they find themselves poorly treating their body with their diet or exercise. Or someone is a slave as they find they cannot do what they want, but can only follow the sinful heart. The Apostle Paul has to say in Romans 8, who will rescue me from this body of death? And that's what our slavery ultimately leads to. It leads to condemnation for sin. 
And because we are slaves, we have, like the conquered enemies of the Roman army, we have been conquered by the devil and we are sold into slavery with him. And we remain slaves with a debt we could never pay off. This is the type of weight that was felt by the reformers. About 500 years ago, the man Martin Luther felt this type of slavery as he was told by the spiritual leaders who exploited him, if you just do good enough, then you will be free. Or even some were telling him, if you just chalk up enough money and give to this cause, then you'll be free. They were told you could free yourself. And he found the crushing weight of this as he read in Scripture words like this, whoever sins is a slave to sin, and he could not stop sinning. Maybe you can relate. That slavery to sin falls heavy on all of us as it fell on that reformer, his his name Martin Luther, who our church body is named after. And when he struggled with this, he was teaching at the University of Wittenberg, and he was teaching on the book of Romans and on the Psalms. And then he discovered what Jesus said here. The truth will set you free. And the truth is not wandering out in nature, escaping the busyness of this life. The truth is not found in mere political freedom. The truth is found in the word of Christ. If you hold to my teaching, you'll know the truth. And here's the truth of Christ, that we are sinners, that we have fallen. The the hard-hitting truth is that we are bound to sin and cursed by sin. That's the truth. It's only part of the truth. The truth that sets us free is that Jesus came to this world to rescue those bound in slavery. Jesus came and found those who had a price set on them so that they might be set free. And the payment that was bound for that price was his precious, holy blood, his innocent suffering. And to set you free from that slavery and free from the clutches of the devil and free from the curse of death and hell, he set you free by his death and won the victory. If you know the truth, you'll be set free. I want you to picture the the freedom you have now in Christ. It's a freedom that far exceeds any other definition or idea of freedom. It's what Martin Luther and all the reformers were so excited about 500 years ago so that they would put their lives on the line and say, I'm going to hold to this. I'm going to remain in this. The truth that Christ has set me free. Christ, who by his sacrifice set me free, rose again, and by his victory I know I am free free from guilt. Do you struggle like Paul to say, why did I fall into that sin? You are forgiven. The guilt is no longer hanging on your back or your shoulders. You are free. Free to live without that hanging on you. But it's been taken away. You are free now to no longer wonder if you can access the throne of God. But you are free to approach his holy throne As God says, if you come in my name, he hears. You approach the throne of Christ and you have access to the Holy Father. You are free. And though your body will at times, like mine has today, get a cold or some other disease or some ailment and you'll feel the weight of the decay of sin, you're free from that too. 
You don't need to fear death. As you know, you are free to have everlasting life with God, free forever from the curse of sin. You will live in his kingdom, raised with Christ. You will be free forever with a perfect body. And you are free to no longer have to hold on to your grudges as you find that that awful thing someone's done against you. Jesus says, if you forgive anyone's sins, they are forgiven. You are free to no longer be mastered by your own sin or the sin of others. And you are free to have peace with God. To know that whatever comes your way, neither height nor depth, nor as Luther said in his hymn, neither demons nor angels, nothing can separate you from the love of God. That is freedom. You have been set free because you know the precious truth of Christ. You who were once born as slaves now live as free people. Jesus said, Now a slave has no permanent place in the family. That's what we had once. We did not belong in the family of God, but were born as slaves. But by the gospel, by his cleansing, he has set you free. A son belongs to the family forever. If the son sets you free, referring to himself, you will be free indeed. Freed by Christ. Freed by his word through trusting in that word and freed for all those things that have been mentioned. That is true freedom. And that's what we celebrate this Reformation Day and what all the church celebrates as it holds to the truth, the truth in Christ which has set us free. Amen.